0: With one hand, we reach back to the tried and tested principles which have dethroned principalities and powers. And with the other, we reach forward to the purpose, the power of God for a new generation. I wanna talk about the what is Look at your and say, What it is. The what is. When you're my age, questions haunt you. And uh, you always want to dig a little bit deeper. So we want to talk about the what is and the why of evil. The what is and the why of evil. I want to begin this morning by just recounting a little bit of a story in your study guide. It's found on pages six and seven. Pages six and seven. And uh, it's a story that my pastor, the late great Dr. Lester Sumrall, shared with me uh, about demonology. He was uh, during his generation and beyond, he was recognized as the greatest authority on demon power. Say, demon power. Okay, that was really weak. Demon power. Now, if you read ahead of me, I'm going to take your study, God. Demon power what might be referred to, if you have a background in Roman Catholicism, as exorcism. In fact, your Bible uses that word. They were exorcists, meaning to exercise a spirit. Now, let me help you right from the beginning. If you tried to conjure up demonic manifestations, when you are delivering people, you're operating in witchcraft, not deliverance. Okay, that went over big. There are a lot of deception out there. And I don't want to argue with anybody, but those folks, you know, here's a bag in case you need to expel that spirit. Look, that spirit has no substance. Oh God, I can't get into that. God is that spirit. Demonic spirits have no substance. That's why they must operate in another manifestation, such as a human body. That's why they're always attacking you. And besides that, why would I want demons to have the opportunity to show themselves in my service? All I gotta do to you is say two words, come out. So a lot of that other stuff is for a show and deliverance is not difficult. I I feel my help. I said, shout deliverance is not difficult. You just have to know who you are and you have to discern between human spirits being influenced by devils and devils themselves. Those are two very, very different things. Now, if you are going to exorcise a demonic spirit Don't give it any opportunity to manifest itself. I don't want to see that stupid, ugly, demented, dying, defeated thing. I want to see the glory of God. So if somebody gets to acting all out, you have a clue and a key that that is them, not a spirit. Oh, I can tell what y'all been reading. I said, that's them. Now let me tell you this. You do not have now, nor will you ever have authority over another person's spirit. You have no authority over them except that that they will yield to you. And the devil has no entry point into any life except that which is afforded him. I'm preaching real good right now. So if i come up to a person and there's obviously demonic activity and that begins to act out i either have authority over it or it's not a demon spirit it's a human person throwing a tantrum because if i don't have authority to get them to stop whatever they're doing I sure enough don't have authority to make it leap. But I know this. I know in whom I have believed. And I am persuaded that ain't no devil can stand up to the authority of the believer speaking in the name of Jesus. You will be shouting right now. Okay, so Brother Summerall found himself in a jungle in Central America, he came across, this is close to 60 years ago now, he came across a witch doctor, very common in that area. And so the witch doctor had a bullfrog, which to some is a symbol or an emblem of demons. Now, don't freak out if you have a bullfrog. I have lots of them in my little lakes at home. I like to hear them croak. They say, I'm defeated, I'm defeated. (laughs) I like to hear them croak and their legs pretty good when fried properly as well. So, so. He has a bullfrog. Now what he's doing is he has taken alcohol and he has poured it into the mouth of that bullfrog, but not until he has let his own blood and mixed his own blood with that alcohol in the mouth of that bullfrog. He is conjuring, or I should say inviting, demonic activity to give him power. Many of the rock stars and the Hollywood stars that y'all worship do exactly the same thing. Pastor Cal, he was then closing the mouth of that bullfrog and speaking in a language that was not his own, begging, conjuring, inviting demon spirits to possess him, to give him power. But the samurai walked up to him and he said, Sir, I perceive that you have an issue. Now I want you to come to my church and I want you to be very comfortable. The problem with the modern church is the devil is more comfortable than the Holy Ghost. I got three people. Sin should never be comfortable in your church. What you should be praying for is the convicting power of the Holy Spirit to be so strong in our midst that when an evil spirit attempts to come in, they run like a scalded dog from the back of the building nosedive into the altar screaming deliver me, save me, oh God. So he's dancing, he's spinning, he's giving those incantations so Dr. Summerall walked up to him and he said well uh you got a pretty bad issue I can see, and so on Tuesday, we have a recovery class for your situation, and we would like to set up an appointment with you, with our chief counselor, so that we can begin to teach you how to overcome your issue. Anger. Addiction. Insomnia. Restlessness. Lying spirit. I encountered a person this week that blatantly lied three times when telling the truth would have been easier and better. Why does one do that? They're possessed of a lying spirit. Well, it's just a little lie. It was just a sidestep. There is no small sin. A liar lies. You ever notice that when people lie and you say you're a liar, they say, I'm not a liar. I just told a lie. <laughs> you're a thief. Well, I'm not a thief. I just, you know, I was going to put it back. No, these are spirits. Spirits. I didn't say you were possessed, but if you leave it alone long enough, you will be. And I'm not talking about you attempting to quit. I'm not talking about you put it on your prayer list. I'm talking about you need deliverance. And deliverance is not hard. The greatest obstacle to deliverance is pride. I'll tweet that. I said, tweet that. So Brother Sumrall didn't do any of that. Brother Sumrall walked up to that guy with his headdress and all his piercings and his tongue pierced all out his lips and this way through his jaws. and We call those modern primitives now. Why are you looking at me from Just always remember this. Whatever you want to do to your body, just remember it's the temple of the Holy Spirit. It doesn't belong to you. Say, my body does not belong to me. My body is the temple of the Holy Spirit and the devil would love to have it. Why he wants to use you? He uses so-called believers a lot. Somebody just nods. It uh huh. Look at your neighbor and make him nervous. I said he uses. How do I know that? Your Bible says of believers, these are they who are taken captive by Satan. At his will. There are people in the orbit of your life that when God is moving through you in the greatest way will be those little foxes. You know what you do with little foxes? Cut their head off. And nobody got a right to disturb your anointing. And if you keep hanging around with them, you at fault, not them. Just cut, cut, cut. Everybody just go cut, cut, cut. Let them get right or get left. But you don't let anything be taken I I watch people. And the very minute God wants to do something in their life, the devil just jerk on that little habit of theirs. And every time you're doing it, conscience on the inside of you says, hold on now. But because you're prideful and fleshly, you override the Holy Spirit. Some of y'all torment your children. Some of you children torment your parents. Some of you students are taken captive by the devil at his will. What does that mean? He wants to use you to block the blessing of God in somebody else by distracting them with nonsense. Next time somebody texts the nonsense to you, don't reply. Well, I'm going to tell them. Just don't reply. Did you see what they put on social media? No. Why would I want to look at somebody that gets taken captive by the devil to distract me? Good God, I'm preaching. Anyway. Brother Sumrall walked up to him, slapped a left hand on the right jaw, a right hand on the left jaw, and took in a great big deep breath and shouted out in the middle of that jungle with nobody to see him, nobody to write a book about it, nobody to tweet it, nobody to put it on IG, nobody to do a selfie with him and the guy that got delivered. He said, what do you think he said? Shout it again. Shout it again. You need to get used to the sound of that in your own ears. You need to walk into your teenager's room and say, devil, you see this door right here? Uh, this the boundary. The minute Billy Bob comes in here and starts to roll a smoke and jump rope, The minute he comes in here and starts to click on his cell phone to go to pornography. I command you. Get used to it. Lay your hands on your belly and shout it. Lay your hands on your mind and shout it. Lay your hands on your body and shout it. Think about your children, your home, your spouse, your neighborhood and start shouting it over and... Let him know you've got authority. We didn't come to play Mother May I with the devil. We didn't come to tell him to get back on his side of the line. We didn't come to take sides. We came to take over. We came to enforce the boundaries of this kingdom. Move it out, saints. The next time depression attempts to come on you, 78% of Americans are on prescription medication for depression. Somebody has a bad day. Oh, I'm depressed. Wear it like a badge, man. I act this way because, you know, I'm depressed. Stop being depressed. Depression is forced to get over your fine self depression is four steps into possession there are only two and a half steps left so don't be claiming that i said don't be claiming that now i understand there are neurological situations i'm as acquainted with them as anybody but sometimes it's just you wanting attention you know why teenagers act up they want attention do you know why people pout? Because they want some stupid person to walk up to them and say, what's wrong? I know what's wrong. You given heed to seducing spirits. You want attention. Stop it. You're not worth my time. Well, it's just me. Then do what Archie Bunker told Edith change at some point you got to get mad at the devil first of all you got to recognize there is evil in this world and its purpose is not down at the bar its purpose is right here they already got the bar what do you think they want to hang out there for They want to influence you so you can't do the work of the kingdom. He said, come out of him, you foul devil. Just as quickly as the L exited his mouth, that man quit spinning threw the bullfrog over to the side it hopped off in a drunken maze and Brother Summerall said now get up and he got up and he prayed for him to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior and from another world a witch doctor in the middle of the jungle got reborn and he said now you're ready for a real other language laid hands on it the man received the baptism in the holy ghost went his way and became a gospel evangelist because he that has been delivered much forgiven much loveth much be seated <laughs> so brother Sumrall feeling happy anointed full of joy thankful to God another soul has come into the kingdom so he went into the little hut where he was staying he wouldn't have, wouldn't have made it in the modern culture they would not have had a fruit basket in his room They would have had no limousine to meet him at the airport. They would have had no sockless shoes to reward him with. He just went back and laid down, nothing to eat in a little hut. It was over a hundred degrees in that little room. No wind No breeze. Laying there with nothing, even a sheet on him, trying to get some air to breathe. But so thankful to God for that opportunity. Suddenly, out of nowhere, his bed begin to shake some of you need a good bed shaking get you up to pray wake you up to crucify your flesh wake you up to go on a consecration wake you up to sanctification turn the blasted television off turn your cell phone off go to bed with your spouse and nobody else understand that when you have sexual intercourse with someone, you enter spiritual covenant relationship with them. I'm going to get into it right now. Because some of you don't understand what's going on in your life. I can tell you what's going on in your life. You haven't repented of your past. You made an apology, but you didn't repent. and you are carrying stuff around in your life you didn't even know where it came from and stop talking about your generational curse you are supposed to be generationally blessed not cursed my God sit down I love you sit down that's the reason now in, in, in modern times, it's a little different because of, of some things that go on uh, in an OBGYN office, etc. But God created the woman to be a virgin until she was married. So much so that he placed something inside her physical body that when she was no longer a virgin would spill blood. What was he saying? This is a blood covenant. And every time you have let someone have access to what does not belong to them through the covenant of marriage before God you accept into your being every spirit that they ever had every spirit of every person that they have ever been with has free access into your life sister jolly that's why the mothers don't talk about it anymore because the daughter's walking around with a lying spirit they don't know where it came from with a demented spirit they don't know where it came from with an alcohol spirit they don't know where it came from with a depression spirit they don't know where it came from I know where it came from and I know this If you truly get born again, he makes all things. Somebody shout, this is good. His bed, I'm closing. How'd you like to be in a shaken bed in the middle of the jungle? by yourself. No cell phone. Nobody to text. The little sheet of material hanging over an open place in the wall letting in insects as big as airplanes. Suddenly, from being flat on the wall, stood straight up and stayed there. Well, now, wait a minute. I thought Brother Samro was a mighty man of God. And yet that thing, Came in his room. Brother Wigglesworth was in bed to sleep. Same kind of situation arose, awakened him. He turned over in bed, and there was a manifestation of a horrible, horrific demonic spirit in his room now i'm just going to show you this right here is this one little black line right here that's everything i preach today here's what i was ready to preach I feel God. I'm not backing up to entertain you. I'm backing up because there's something going on right down in there. There's a power about to be manifested in about five minutes that is making hell tremble right now. I said heaven is coming to attention and hell is running for cover. The Wigglesworth turned over and saw that manifestation and said, Dr. Lowe, he said, he turned over, looked in that corner, and said, Oh, it's just you. Turned back over and went back to sleep. Can I explain to you something about demon power in hell? There's not a Hollywood mogul, nor an actor, nor a special effects team that can begin to depict the horror of that world. In fact, they don't much even bother me, except to watch believers go entertain themselves with it. Yeah, in Jesus' name. What I'm talking about, Ashton Blair will say, Daddy, none of that bothers me. But this, this is real. This is not fake. This is not Hollywood. This could be lurking around in your home. Well, how did it get there? The way Brother Sumrall said it would come in the early 1950s. He said, I see a screen. It's in every home. It's in automobiles. And he said, Leviathan is coming through that screen. A cell phone had never been invented. There was no World Wide Web. What are you letting into your home? What are you inviting to torment your children at night? Well, we don't let them see it. Uh, They can't see a spirit. Right now, homosexual and lesbian spirits like a great, I saw it the other day in the spirit, like a great fire hose are hosing down the church. Being covered from musicians and singers and preachers and Sunday school teachers and housewives politicians drunk on the wine of greed. What are we doing? He said a horrible odor entered that room. He said it was, it was in a word vomitous. He said from over a hundred degrees till I was so shivering cold that my breath was crystallizing in the air like on winter's morning. It shook all the way out into the middle of the floor. He raised up in his bed, and he said, You foul, tormenting devil, I recognize you, I cast you out. And some of you that got delivered don't remember when you miss Wednesday night and you forget to read your Bible and you can't be involved in prayer and you haven't won anybody to Jesus in the last 30 years, you forget that when that spirit goes out, here in a minute, you better start praying in tongues because they about to come out all over the building, now wait a minute, and when they do, the first thing they're going to do is look for somebody to come in too. In fact, they go get seven of their friends and come back. And if they don't find that house full of the Spirit of God, the Word of God, the Bible says they enter back in. And the state of that man or woman is seven times worse than it was. You say, Pastor, it seems to me like you're trying to frighten us. Well, I ought to charge you 15 bucks then. That's what you pay to go get frightened. I would to God I could frighten you because some of you need it. What you need is for people to stop playing with you and shake you till your spiritual teeth rattle. We've got nations to reach. Be seated. The nation of Pakistan is overrun with demons. Did you see it every day while you were there? Yes, sir. Did you cast out devils every day while you were there? Yes, sir. Did they come out? Yes, sir. Blind devil? Yes. Lame devil? Yes, sir. Murderous spirits? Yes, sir. I'm so tired of hearing people. I don't know what's wrong with our young people. Why are they taking their lives? Because you so devalued it that it has no meaning to them. You're still murdering 4,200 a day from their mother's womb. You're listening to politicians and they got a certain letter after their name and they, uh, 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 grow up, wake up. You're the ones need to be woke That's just the way we've always voted. How's that worked out for you? Got politicians passing perverted legislation to let children be murdered on the delivery table after they've been born. Going on. No nation ever failed until the church failed. No church ever failed until that pulpit failed. And right now we are in a downward spiral. But thanks be to God, somebody's going to raise up a voice and a people. Be seated. Well, Pastor Rod preaches against alcohol. No, I don't. You see, you got a lying spirit. You don't know what you're talking about. Here's what I preach about. Giving yourself anything that takes your mind away. That dulls your spirit. John Wesley's mother was asked the question by that great reformer. Mother, what is sin? What is it? Anything, said she, that weakens your reason. Anything that dulls your deep hunger and passion for spiritual things. Anything that exalts the authority of your mind, what you think about it, rather than what his word says about it. Anything that exalts the authority of your mind or your body. Smith Wigglesworth was asked by Brother Summerall, how do you feel today? Smith Wigglesworth answered. Smith Wigglesworth never asked Smith Wigglesworth how Smith Wigglesworth feels today. Smith Wigglesworth was buried long ago. I can tell you how I feel today. Redeemed how I love to proclaim it. Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Redeemed by his infinite mercy. God's child forever. that thing to you john is sin now let me just break this on you you don't have to live just ask any of the thousands of teenagers that will take their own lives today you don't have to live there's no requirement for you to live In fact, living is not required of you at all. But dying, die you must, and die you will. Why? why do you ever think about it no because you don't ask questions angels don't die God doesn't die why do you why does every person that's ever broken the womb of its mother Why do you die? Where did evil come from? For the wages of sin is death. We die because of sin. When you get close to it, you ought to walk up with a branding iron on fire of the Holy Spirit and look sin in the face and brand on its forehead. Murderer! Oh, let's go pet in the back seat of a car. Murderer! Let's go get drunk. Murderer! Let's lie, steal, cheat. Murderer! You took our life. You were never supposed to die. I was never supposed to die. God did not create evil. God created the opportunity for evil because He had to give you a choice. Because love commanded is not love at all. Brother Summer. Raised up in his bed and said, I recognize you. I cast you out. Now the second time I tell you, and I will not tell you again. Go from me. The bed stopped shaking. No B3 organ. No Dr. Wendell Lowe. No preacher that was superpowered. No choir. No light show. No advertisement. The bed stopped shaking. Curtains against the wall again. Odor immediately left the room. Heat returned. Sweat breaking out on his brow. Now that's when you and I We would have tweeted, texted, Instagrammed the daylight's out there. That. But that's why he was Dr. Lester, some role in you are not. He looked out that window and he said, Hey devil, get back in here. He said, when I came in this room, my bed was against that wall. Now, in the name of Jesus, put it back. It got against the wall and he said, now you go from me and don't you ever return or I'll make you give back seven times everything you've taken out of this nation. Get on your feet. Somebody doesn't just need to make the devil go. You need to make him put it back. I dare you to start shouting, put it back. Give my joy back, give my peace back, give my hope back, give my authority back, give my future back, give our church back, give my husband back, give my money back, give my victory back, give me tears for the lost back, give me my prayer life back. Give me a passion for the word back. Oh, it's about to break out. You can go home if you want to. But something's about to happen. Every single solitary person in this building who's determined today, watching online, there in Elkhart, that you've got something. You want the devil to hear you say today, put it back with thousands in agreement. Get out of that pew, bring your belongings, run to this altar. I shield my heart, I shield my mind. I rebuke every spirit but the Holy Spirit. I bind and adjure you, Satan, by God. You lose your hold on my family. You take your hands off my mind. You loose my money, you foul devil. We've got nations to shake, and you've got to be free. How much of your prayer time is spent praying about you? That's an indicator. That's an indicator. God help me. God give me. God. Shout that depression spirit out of here. that suicide spirit out of here. You foul devil. You loose your hold on my mind. You come out of my spirit. You loose my children.
1: On three, I
0: want you to shout in the name of Jesus, you go from me. One, two, three. because they're going. I said they're going. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I want to invite you to tell someone in your life about the podcast. Hope you'll do it today. Head on over to iTunes and leave a review. Share it on your social networks for me. Really helps me get the word out. I'd love for you to connect with me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram